Hey Columbus, this is Christina McLeod with McLeodWindows.com. We are a local family-owned company and as a proud Ohio State alumni myself, we love serving all of our Buckeyes. July is my favorite month and to celebrate the month of freedom, McLeod Windows is offering 35% off in 35 minutes. That's right, 35% off your entire order and the quote will be done in 35 minutes or less. Visit us today at McLeodWindows.com. That's McLeodWindows.com. Hi, this is Jeff with Myers Jewelers, and I want to talk about our bright crystal diamond and the Myers Jewelers' lowest price guarantee. Why would you go buy a diamond from a mall store or off the internet? The answer probably is that you're looking for the best diamond at the best price. Let us prove that the bright crystal diamond is among the top 10% of brightest diamonds in the world. Come to Myers Jewelers to see the bright crystal diamond and hear about our Myers Jewelers' lowest price guarantee. Visit the family and experience Myers Jewelers. Hey, it's Chris Reed with Keller Williams Classic Properties Realty and The Regroup. If you're tired of making your landlord rich, we're here to help you. With The Regroup, there's never a fee to you as a buyer. Our buyer representation is always free, and we look forward to moving you from where you live to where you'll love to live. Call Chris Reed at Keller Williams Classic Properties Realty, 614-317-5594. That's 614-317-5594. This is Dr. Buzz from Buckeye Anti-Aging. If you're a man, listen to me. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, you can get help now. There's a safe, non-surgical solution for your problem. At Buckeye Anti-Aging, we have the right solution for your problem. Every man is different, but every man will eventually encounter this. If you're a man that suffers from ED and the blue pills simply don't work, call Buckeye Anti-Aging at 614-600-2378 or visit BuckeyePMR.com today. Welcome to 614 Fempreneur. I am Michael Cheney, and I am here with the one and only Jen Kessel-White. Hey, Michael. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Jen here, your favorite real estate agent for Columbus. That's right. A real estate investor and a female entrepreneur advocate. Also, all around girl boss, right? You know it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we have a pretty important topic. At least it was an important topic for me when I started my business, and I think this conversation might be able to help folks who are thinking about starting a business, not really sure where to start, not really sure how the heck they're going to get clients, because we're going to talk about some of the things that we've done, especially in the beginning, to get clients. Right. So if you're afraid about starting your own business because you don't know how you're going to get the clients, we're basically telling you, hey, everyone has that fear. Now let's see if we can give you some tips and tricks to conquer it. Right on, right on. So why why is that a fear, though? So I think that for me, when I first started, especially, you are going into a new business where people have to gain trust with you. Um, and everybody that knows you has known that you did a particular thing or very many things, depending right. on what your job experience is. So why would they all of a sudden feel confident to say, hey, you know what? Is example for real estate, my biggest purchase in life is going to be something that I'm going to 
give to somebody who is new. Right. Any depending on your business. I mean, for your painting business, it is super expensive to get. Well, it's a very good investment, but super expensive to get your house painted. Totally. So then they are just going to say, hey, Michael, I see you just opened a painting business. It's a good day for me to right on. roll the dice. So definitely there's a, a piece there that you have to establish trust once you get your client. Right. Um, and even being able to get that client, that first client. I mean, I remember when I first started this painting business, it was really a side hustle. I mean, trust me, I've painted for my family, for my mom, for my mom's friends. It's like in the beginning, you kind of might have to reach and everybody you know, really it's those people that care about you are willing to give you a shot. Um, do you think there's anything wrong with starting out by getting clients by going through the people you already know? No. Did do, you do that? Do that all the time. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, so, and I know you're laughing because I always say do that. <laughs> that that's your your, your it's, phrase, it's do that. It's my motto, do that. I like it. I always say it. Um, you should, but it's t-shirt worthy, I think. I just want all the t-shirts. Um, okay, so I think that if you get clients from whoever is willing to give you a chance, of course you would never turn that down. I'm there's there's so many different ways to gain clients, and then after that, we're going to talk about retaining them too, right, because right. that's super important. Um, there can't be anything better in this world than referral based business. Totally, you know so. Um, did you do anything weird in the beginning of your career? Well, too? I did. I mean, I, I said how I kind of went through my friends and family. Um, the other thing that I had done now, I did this a little bit after I got some confidence and I felt like I knew what I was doing. But one of the things I did was um, I, I wrote letters to like small construction companies that did like home remodeling or light commercial work. Um, I, I would send them letters with my business card and and I would just ask them, can I bid on your projects? Right. That's one thing I did. Um, in addition to that, I would also then show up at their office and say, hey, I sent you a letter. This, I this, love and that. it. Now, I'll tell you what, it was super intimidating. Follow and, up, right? And like, you know enough about me to know that I'm straight up introvert. Going into yeah. a construction um, office where it's primarily males that are in there. Um, I, I had to just like suck it up and do it. And I think when you're getting started, that's the thing you have to do is just suck it up and do it. You have to do the things that you're uncomfortable doing. But Be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Totally, right? That's the only way you're going to make it. It is. And like you have to do all of that when you don't necessarily have the confidence. You don't 100% know what you're doing. But I, I developed some relationships that way. And in the painting world, it's kind of weird because those relationships can take years to develop. I mean, there was one company that I wanted to work for and, and I would write them and I would stop in and I just thought if I can work for them, then then I've gotten somewhere. And it took me a couple years and we started working for them. Oh, that's amazing. See? And then it turned out, you know what? After I started working for them, I didn't want to work for them anymore. Right. Okay. But the idea is that you know, you don't necessarily know what you're getting into, but you're willing to do it. Persistence. You're, you're being persistent. You're um, the 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 coin the the phrase that you've coined that I like is, how's it go? It's not fake it till you make it. It's, it's make it while you fake make it. Make it while you fake it. Another so t-shirt. Do yep, it. There you go. Um. Yeah. So so it's getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that you don't necessarily want to do or you feel uncomfortable doing, but that's what you have to do. And I know that you've done things like that when it comes to real estate. You've probably even done that and stretched yourself when you were getting into real estate investing. 
Yeah, so nobody, by the time there is a house that's on the market for real estate investing, it's probably a little bit too late. It usually doesn't happen like that. You really want to find them when nobody else knows about them. So um, I did a lot of mailers and spent time and a lot of follow-up, especially with my current property. It is um, a lovely lady who uh, I visited with multiple times and then finally had the opportunity to purchase her house. But after the first time when she decided she wasn't going to sell, after that, I kind of just went back there to hang out with her because she was great. Um, Just like, you know, a, a very, very awesome older woman who had been in her house for a very long time and took a lot of pride in it. But she had wonderful stories. And at this point, I just liked being with her. So I did that a lot. And another thing, too, that was really important is um, just very much so becoming uncomfortable with the word no, mm-hmm. because that happened to or becoming totally. comfortable with the word no. It, it happened to me a ton of times. Right. So um, statistically, you're probably going to get a yes. Just keep on giving eventually. me no's. Eventually. Right. Um I like numbers. Yeah. And I'm like, there's got to be a yes coming. I feel it. Well, that's Um, the thing. You might get those 10 no's. That one yes could be the yes that changes everything for you. For sure. I, you know, everybody does things um, that you're uncomfortable with. I've sent out mailers and that's something, you know, different types of businesses are going to have different things that will work out better for them. But for me, a lot of my, um, I got a lot of courage when I started door knocking Mm -hmm. um, because it, really was the most uncomfortable thing someone can do. Totally. And after that, I was just like, well, I think I've, you know, got to that range. Now doing a couple of other random things doesn't seem so bad, you know? Right. So it's like you have to do the things you're uncomfortable with. Um, it kind of also reminds me of social media. So I have, um, like for the painting business, we get a good amount of work from Facebook, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but I, I'm not like you. I'm not a social media guru. I don't have my Instagram live going on right now. Yeah, my Instagram IGTV. live. I can't even say it right. At Welcome Home 614, follow me. But I'll tell you what, like even just me creating a Facebook page for No Drip Painting and posting pictures was like so hard for me. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like I didn't even want to put myself out there in a picture. I'm not in the picture, but I don't even, I didn't even want to put myself out there. Wait, can I ask you a I question? I know it's crazy. Are you in any of your No Drip Painting pictures? Rarely. Are you, we're going to do a video on your Facebook. Okay. We're just going to have to do that. Okay. Because again, we're giving advice on getting yourself comfortable. Totally. With and doing things you don't want to do. Absolutely. So that's, that's and, happening. And I will do it. And that's the thing is what this business has taught me and what I've gotten better at is doing things I'm uncomfortable with. Posting my first Facebook post, as crazy as it sounds, I was just unsure. I didn't necessarily want to be judged by my pictures or whatever. But the point is, is that you do it. You make that first post, you do it over and over and over again. And then for me, several years later, that's one of my big business drivers. Don't you feel like um, your concern was providing valuable content? Totally. Okay, so get that thought out of your mind. Yeah, I think it's a couple things. For me, it was providing valuable content. Does anybody really want to see this? Yeah. And then in the beginning stages... I think for a business owner that's trying to get started, you are unsure about whether you're doing things right. Do do you, you don't necessarily have all the knowledge, right? You're starting out. You don't know if you're doing things right. I mean, I learned the whole painting business. I didn't just, 
you know, wake up one day and have all the information. I was a decent painter. That's where I started. So for me, even just being judged by what I'm doing, especially, I mean, you wouldn't believe in the painting world. You, You put a post out there about a process to do things. You will have people getting on there saying, no, that's not the right way to do it. So that fear... Yeah, you but know, also, something that could if they're taking people, time out of their day to talk to you about their opinion, and then they're just wanting, that's engagement, right? Totally. So that, and that's why I'm like, I don't care about content. I don't care what the value is anymore when before I was so nervous about it. Right. Because instead, you're just putting stuff out there, and eventually something's going to click, and then you'll learn, like, that worked, or this didn't. Totally. Don't do that again, and do this a lot more, right? So you're just picking up what other people are giving, and it's not all about, like, how many likes are you going to get today? Right. Who it's cares? not about that at Just, all. As long as you're being present. And that's something that I learned a lot. And I was so afraid to put everything like it just needs to be this perfect post. Because exactly. real estate isn't very um, exciting to a lot of people. Who cares who sold what house? But honestly, now it's just like as long as you're being present, that's what it's about. I think you're right. It's being present and being consistent. Mm-hmm. Because like what happens is my posts might not get a lot of likes or necessarily a lot of traffic. But if someone is wanting a painter or someone says, hey, I need a painter, often just because of the consistency in which we post, that kind of alerts someone. Oh, yeah. Hey, I know someone that's doing painting. I've seen that post. I've liked that page. So it really has to do with, I think, the consistency, the persistence. Don't you think that's a huge piece of this? Nailed it. 100 percent. Yeah, that's so it. it's like being willing to do the things you're uncomfortable to do. Mm-hmm. OK, and you're going to do some of those things and then you're going to realize, wow, that did not work. I, I this is not the approach I should take. But the point is, is that you try it. You have to try it before you figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, once you do kind of find some sort of routine for me early on, it was posting on Facebook. You do that consistently. Eventually it pays off, I think. Absolutely. That's how I got my business in the beginning. I know we've talked about social media before, but it was just me posting open houses that I were holding for other agents in my office, not even for myself right? or walkthroughs that I was going on for other people, not even for myself. Um, so it was just getting that getting that vibe out there of having that success. So you know what? You're actually bringing up a really important topic. Um, and I think that this could also be something that would help someone Um, gain a following, gain clients, is just what the value you can provide, right, without necessarily getting a job. So you just said that you were hosting for other agents. So you got to do stuff for free, man. Totally. You know, like do that in the beginning a lot. I I would do two open houses a day sometimes, um, an open house at least every weekend, if not Saturday and Sunday. And these weren't for like your properties. These are not for my properties. They were for others. And that was just for me to see if I can find, I can find a buyer at them, mm-hmm. if I can gain clients myself. And that worked out really well for me. And also that's for me to get experience. Absolutely. And to build rapport with other agents in my office. Right. Absolutely. So what am I, I, I was getting no money. Actually, I was spending quite a bit because I would buy refreshments for the open house and advertise and do things like that but for me it was just worth it to learn and say like hey I'm another person that will be in this office to help you right so in the future when I need things they would find me to be a good you know co-worker totally yeah and we've done some things like that like early on um, really even before I could afford to do this 
Um, we would do kind of some like free painting, if you will. We worked at the Delaware County Women's Shelter and you do things like that and and you you do it really. I mean, I think the best way to do it is without the intent of what can I get from this? Because I think that kind of screws up right, the, the, the whole approach. But but when you do those things and, you know, it for me, I mean, I, you know, I'd be paying for paint out of my pocket and it would really be at a time when I literally Couldn't did not think yeah. I could afford it. Um, but those things come back tenfold. So, you know, just being willing to try and put yourself out there, help in whatever way you can, I personally think ends up coming back to you in ways you would have never imagined. Well, I've always, before I was in the career I am in now, I cared a lot about money. And that was when I was working for other people. And now it's so funny because I'm like, I don't care about money. Money will come when the right things happen. Right. And I've never had that mentality before, but I've honestly just, it's completely changed where I, I straight up, I'm like, I don't care. Money is not the object here. Right. It's more of that I'm happy we're providing value for other people and that will come naturally. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I is totally so refreshing. That. It is. And I think when you're getting started though, that's hard because you're literally counting your dollars in some cases, your quarters, yeah. maybe even nickels. Sure. Um, but in the beginning, it's hard to do that. I mean, I remember in the beginning, like I, I couldn't afford a logo. I could not anything that I had to have money out of my pocket mm-hmm. just could not happen. Yeah. Um, and the the thing that I see some um, startups trying to do, and, you know, I'm talking kind of like your solopreneur, people who are really just trying to get something off the ground, sometimes their focus is on the wrong things. I know when you get started, you think you need a logo, you need a website, you need all of these things, which are super important today, Right. But there is a way to get started without putting money into those things in the beginning, at least I think. Oh, yeah. Get started without putting money into those things or find different ways that you can maybe help somebody that involves your um, your current services to, you know, wh- whether it be trade or something along those lines. But honestly, I can't tell you how much branding is important. So when you say in the beginning, you know, it, maybe you don't need a logo, but I would just say think about everything you can do because I understand monetarily it might not be a good time Mm -hmm. but like branding is it 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 is it is important for for i think what i do it's what's important is that you show up on time that you complete the work you follow through with Mm -hmm. what you're you you said you're gonna do nobody really cares about my Your logo. name. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. But at, at, a, at a certain point, once you kind of establish that clientele, you know, you've you've got things up and running. Then, of course, I think the branding kicks in. What I just see are people focusing on that when they should be focusing on getting their first client. Right. Because if you don't have that client. Yeah. Stop spending time making a pretty website and go out and get some business. Exactly. Yeah. Which is the more uncomfortable thing to do. Right. Of course. Yeah, of course, you'd rather sit at home on your computer next to your cute dog and <laughs> glass of wine or three and do that. Right. But no. How's that website going to turn out <laughs> <laughs> after three glasses of wine? Fluffiesparty.com. <laughs> um, so the other thing you and I have talked a lot about is once you gain your client, then what? Right. So so I think getting the clients, the first few clients are so hard because of the things we've talked about. But what I have really learned is that once you gain the client and you can, 
you know, exceed their expectations, you know, you you provide them what they're expecting you to provide, they end up really working for you because they become your referral. Yeah, but here's my question for you. Yes. Do you stay present in your client's um, world after you complete your job with them? Yes, and that's a big one right there. So Thank what you. what I call yeah. that, and, and I got this from a group that I belong to, is top of mind. So the way that we do that is we'll send out, you know, cards periodically. Um, we'll send emails. Um, there, there are a variety of different things that we will do to remind them who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that six months down the road, they remember, Oh yeah, no drip painting. Yeah. Um, I try and friend all of them on Facebook. So then yeah, I try and get all of them to like the no drip painting um, page. Mm-hmm. And so they're seeing those posts, but that is super important. And that right there is huge on generating leads down the road. Right, because... Do you do that? Oh, so much. It's huge for it's huge for us, um, for our team. So basically what we're doing is we are... we. You need to stay top of mind. There's over 8,000 re- real estate agents in Columbus right. and surrounding suburbs. So why next time when their friend at the office is saying, hey, I need to go, I'm going to start looking for a house soon, they really need to remember your exactly. name. So how are they going to do it, right? Yeah, and then so you want them to say something. I, I We have uh, like quarterly like touches that we do. So those are going like, basically it could be small things. It could just be a card to say happy birthday. Right. Um, it can be a congratulations if they're having something go on in their life that we might see on social media, okay, like an engagement cool. or something along those lines. Um, it also can be, for fall, like a cookie delivery. It's, we yeah. do things like that. Um, cool. Then every season kind of has like a little something. Right. Um, so what we're really focusing on is the fact that they've done nothing with us for a year and they're still getting a little treat or exactly. something in the mail from us that that's says awesome. like, hey, we're thinking about you. We value the business that you've given us in the past. That's awesome. And that's top of mind. Now, let me ask People you. People like, work for you when you do things like that. Are you the one sending those things out? That's a really good question. So um, I have an admin that will help do that. Okay. Yeah. And but there was probably a time that you were the one doing that. Oh yeah, Christmas time this past year, it it all just changed. Like honestly, the last delivery was done by somebody else. Before that, it was all me. Yeah. And um, just also like me begging my mom for help and you know fun stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Staying up until two, three a.m. But keeping up, keeping that top of mind. Totally. So. So. Your your current customer base, even in the beginning, it might be just a handful of customers that you've done work for or you've provided some sort of value with. They, I feel like new business owners, that should be one of their main focuses. Yes. And I think if you can develop like a strong process in the beginning where you're sending out something, you know, quarterly or whatever process fits what your industry is. I feel like if you can develop those processes in the beginning, it's easier to keep up with them once you gain more clients, once you have to maybe turn your process over to an admin, mm-hmm. like you've been so fortunate to do. I still do a lot of that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will do that until I get to a certain point. But um, uh, I think that we've, we've really hit something on the, the head here when we talk about staying top of mind. Um, what I've realized is in the busy season, or I'm sorry, in the slow season for us, those folks that you've stayed in contact with over the years, they're the ones that keep you floating they through, give you business, through yeah. our slow season. Absolutely. Sure. Because you can get random phone calls all day long with uh, with new new clients, but 
what it real what really matters is that someone else took the time to say like oh let me find this phone number and give it to you or let me introduce you via email some that they took time out of their day because they value you and feel like you provided a good service exactly so that's the biggest thank you in the world and i know for when i get a client from a referral it's usually a good client. I know. Now, there might be some times when maybe... It's someone you want to work with. But it usually, you know, you've had success working with their friend or family member, then often it, it's a good relationship on, on the referral piece. Absolutely. Because if they really like you, they're not going to give you to their Aunt Barb, who just, they're they're like, oh man, she sucks. Exactly. Yeah, Michael, I don't even want you to paint her windows. <laughs> Um, so let me ask you this. So one thing that that I I find that young business owners do, they will get involved in expensive services that provide leads for them. Totally did That's, it. You did it. And oh, I've done man. it too, Tragic. which is why we can say not to do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> and, and in the beginning, you know, you're struggling, you're trying to find that client. You feel like, well, if I can just pay this money, I have clients sent to me. Um, you think that it's going to help elevate your business, but I feel it does the exact opposite. Yeah, it um, honestly, I've I've been fooled quite a few times by a lot of different companies and just like it just seems like that shiny object, that pretty star. Yes. And so easy. But if it's easy, it's not worth it. So that's true. I think like, that's the key I right mean, there. Yeah. If it's easy, it ends up not being like an A client or it ends up being too expensive right right on any other stories like that do you have like a horror story of a referral from a, a i'm not saying a, it on radio Are you kidding me <laughs> no <Nope>. thanks <laughs> i'm not asking you to, to name any companies right, no, or anything i like um no but i i have paid a lot of money out for leads that did, haven't generated that anything so. i've done that too as a matter of fact i i paid i think it was like 500 dollars once this is years ago but that 500 dollars probably came out of my rent money at the time do you have one thing that you do that is like the best thing to get a client? What do you think? Is it just your excellent yeah. service referral? Well, or? here's, and it's taken me a while to get here, but especially with the remodelers I, remodelers I work with, for them and dealing with folks in the painting business in general, the, the response time isn't usually very good. Mm -hmm. So for example, a remodeler wants a quote on a project. They send you the blueprints or, or however you're going to bid it out. If you're like a small painting company and, and if you're the owner and you're still out on job sites every day, it's hard to turn those things around quickly. OK, I, I was there when I first started. Right. I was a painter. It's hard to turn those things around quickly. So I think one huge piece and I have to imagine this stretches the, the realm of all businesses is your response time. And being diligent on your oh, on your communication, getting so back quickly. People will often be like, wow, you are maybe the third person I've called, but the first person to call me back. Exactly. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's just a yeah, normal part of that, what that, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's you chasing down your work, right? Yeah. Like your response time, you, you know, getting back to somebody quickly. That's that's how you're getting your clients. Hey, Michael, what did you do yesterday? You started a new Facebook uh, for us. I did. Yes. Even though I'm not the guru when it comes to Facebook, we now have a 614 Fempreneur Facebook page. I love it. And that's so awesome because now we don't have to spell out the email address every time. Well, yeah. Because I think you spelled it wrong I, once. I, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to contact us sure. or you're interested, in, be, you're interested no. in being on the show, you can go to our Facebook page, send us a message. Yes. We, we want female entrepreneurs to join us, have this conversation. 
And uh, I'm going to spell it for them right now for it. Facebook. It's 614-F-E-M-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Go there You're and good. follow me at Welcome Home 614 on Instagram. Yep, and you can check out the No Drip Painting Facebook page. And any any other That's value it. to what add? A great, what a great day. That was good. Thank I like you. that. That's awesome. Let's head out. All right. You're the best, JKW. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. You're so good. Thanks for joining us at 614 Fempreneur. Bye. You've been listening to a Morris Media production. This is Gus Whiteside with Whiteside Chrysler Dodge Jeep. While we don't have giant inflatables or loud voice screaming end of the month blowout sales, we still have a good selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Without the games and the gimmicks, if you're looking for sanity when buying a vehicle, come see me. Take a short drive to Mount Sterling. It sounds further than it drives. Or call me at 800-232-G. Or online at whitesidecars.com. Whiteside Auto, it's not a dealership, it's a destination. This is Dr. Buzz from Buckeye Anti-Aging. If you're a man, listen to me. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, you can get help now. There's a safe, non-surgical solution for your problem. At Buckeye Anti-Aging, we have the right solution for your problem. Every man is different, but every man will eventually encounter this. If you're a man that suffers from ED and the blue pills simply don't work, call Buckeye Anti-Aging at 614-600-2378 or visit BuckeyePMR.com today. Have you been wondering if dental implants are right for you? I'm Dr. Philip Katz, owner of State of the Art Smiles. If you want to replace missing teeth with affordable dental implants, call us today at 614-362-9000, starting at only $97 a month. Yes, for only $97 a month, you can replace missing teeth with affordable dental implants. Book your dental implant consultation and smile with confidence again. State of the Art Smiles offers affordable dental implant options for every smile. StateoftheArtSmiles.com.